Good afternoon. Good morning. This is Mark Johnson from Loyalty 360. Hope everyone's happy, safe, and well. I want to welcome you back to another edition of our Leaders and Customer Loyalty Series. In this series, we have the privilege of speaking with leading brands about what they are seeing and hearing on the front lines of customer channel and brand loyalty. Today, we have the pleasure of speaking with Will Hanrahan, who is a Senior Marketing Manager for Loyalty and CRM for Solis. How are you today, Will? I'm great. Thanks a lot. How are you doing? Doing well, thank you. Thank you for taking the time to talk to us today. Uh, we'd like to start these on a more personal level, so would love to know a little bit more about yourself, your position at Fazoli's, and maybe a fun fact about uh, yourself, a passion you may have, uh, motorcycle riding, deep sea diving. All right then, yeah. Well, so um, my name is Will Hanrahan. I'm the Senior Digital Marketing Manager uh, for Zoli's, and um, loyalty is a big passion of mine. Uh, anytime I pull up my phone, I think I've probably got about 30 apps on there, all dedicated to restaurant loyalty programs, hotels, airlines. Uh, so I, I love the fact that I'm working in something that I'm so passionate about. Um, fun fact, well, um, I, I'm, not a, I'm not a spy, I'm not a secret agent, but I do uh, currently have three passports. Uh, I am uh, an Irish citizen. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm originally from the United Kingdom, so I've got that. And I actually recently uh, became a, a United States citizen um, back in uh, uh, last summer. So there we go. Fun fact for you. That's great. It's good to have uh, so many uh, citizenship. In case you have to abscond somewhere at last, right. you, you have yeah. a, a multitude of options. Yeah, you never know. Great. Um, for those who may not know about Fazoli's, uh, can you tell us a little bit more about the company, the history, how it was founded, what you guys do, maybe what products uh, you offer? Yeah. So the company was founded in the year I was born, back in 1988. Uh, and amazingly, we still actually have some employees who've been who've been working that long since the company started. So uh, I think there's there's some great there's great wealth of knowledge with some of our longstanding employees. Um, so the company's based in Lexington, Kentucky, and um, is known for its uh, fast casual Italian dining. So it's a great place to go if you want a bowl of spaghetti, a baked lasagna. Uh, we have pizza, which even is an option as a side. Uh, believe it or not. And um, we, we come out with every three months uh, a, a really interesting set of LTOs. Uh, right now, we have uh, a Philly cheesesteak um, ravioli, and um, we, it's part of our ravioli fest. So there's always something new to try. Uh, and uh, there's some of our classics, which our guests uh, know and love us for. But gotta, you know, I can't talk about Fazoli's without also mentioning uh, our famous unlimited breadsticks. So when, when guests come and dine in with us, that's really what we're known for is just the uh, endless servings of breadsticks. We'll uh, come to your table and keep topping you up uh, for as long as, uh, as long as you need. So um, that is something that we're truly known for. Okay, great. When you look at customer loyalty and what does customer loyalty mean to you, to your organizations, to your customer loyalty approach? Well, what does it mean? We, we love to get definitions from those we interview. Yeah. Well, so prior to 2017, I think that for us, we thought about loyalty, which was the uh, traditional punch card. So we had the, um, the little business card that you would get um, if you ordered five times, then we would give you that final punch for, for a free uh, entree of your choice. And it was definitely what you'd consider the, the more old school, traditional style of loyalty. And um, 2017, which uh, happened to be the year that I joined Fazoli's, was when we um, were able to launch uh, a loyalty program through Punch, 
which was um, a, a huge change for us from the way we'd done things in the past. And um, that, was, that would allow us to enable guests to um, earn points on every visit. And we could, um, we could really look into what their behavior was, um, incentivize them to visit more, try and get them to spend more, uh, and send them the offers um, that were most, most interesting to them um, based on their past purchase data. So for, um, I think that was, that's kind of how we think about loyalty now is our, um, the guests who are members of our Fazoli's Rewards program. Uh, we've since done a couple of other things. Um, for example, we launched an SMS program uh, about 12 months ago. And right now that isn't integrated to our loyalty program, but it is another way we can reach our guests. And we're currently working on, on merging those two together so we can know a little bit more about those SMS guests. Okay, excellent. Uh, when you look at the rewards app, I know you have a rewards app aptly named Fazoli's Rewards. Can you tell us about the program, how it came to be, uh, maybe some evolution uh, regarding the program and maybe where you see it going forward? Yeah, so when we launched it in 2017, um, we, we kind of followed what we thought was kind of the best practices. What, what was recommended to us at the time was, was a program where when a guest spent $50, um, that would, so each, each, um, each dollar they spent converted to a point. And when they reached 50 points, that would become a $5 reward that they could redeem for anything. Um, we, we, we also launched with the offer of a free baked spaghetti uh, with a drink purchase. So that was phase one of our loyalty program. We also didn't really have um, a great online ordering experience built into the app. It wasn't a native experience at the time. So we, we, we knew that, that was kind of what we, the best we could get. And we, we launched knowing that. And um, it took us two years running that program to then see and look at the data, which was telling us that some changes were, were needed. Um, we, we were um, finding that our spend lift, uh, so, so by spend lift, what I mean is that our loyalty guests were, were actually spending less than our non-loyalty guests. And um, that was a bit of a red flag for us. So uh, one thing that we did there, we'll make some changes to the program to really get it to where it needed to be, which was to try and get those loyalty guests spending more. Um, so some of the changes that we made were, we, we saw that the industry was also moving this way, which was going towards um, points to unlock redeemables. So instead of that just standard $5 reward, we could have a bit more control over what guests were, um, could cash those points in for. So um, we, we, we did a lot of analysis and, and, and came up with a really solid list of, um, of offers, but I think gave us just a little bit more control. And at the same time we did that, we also, um, we also improved our online ordering experience. After that, we'd, um, we'd moved to Olo in between launching our program. Um, and, and that enabled us to um, build a native um, ordering experience, which then would allow guests to redeem offers online. And then the final change we made at that point too was we updated our sign-up offer. So we felt that we were giving a bit too much away for those first guests. And we had a lot of guests come in and just use it one time and we never saw them again. So um, what we did there was make a change uh, and instead, instead of move that away from being an entree to something that was um, considered a bit more of a side. So instead we changed that to uh, a fun new item that we had at the time called pepperoni pizza breadsticks. Okay, great. That's uh, that 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 sounds interesting and yummy, all in the same thing. 
<laughs> uh, yeah, combined. Yeah. So I know you have uh, National Lasagna Day and Bogo Lasagna. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that promotion? It seemed uh, like a very interesting uh, kind of promotional opportunity. I didn't know there was a Lasagna Day, but it's good to know there's a day for about everything. Uh, how did you come up with it? And you know, what have you seen as a public response so far? Well, so yeah, so one of the things that I'm responsible for here is um, is all is deciding all the offers that go out, when they go out, um, and you know who they're going to be sent to. So every three months, um, I, I kind of put a list together and say um, for the three months ahead, and um, that will kind of be the calendar that we'll work from. So everything's everything's planned. We're, we're not we we do have the ability to to do some things spur of the moment, but. Given that we have franchisees, we like to give them a heads up and give them notice about what offers are coming up. Um, and we have found that when we lean into the national days, they, those offers and the redemption rates there always seem to do really well. Um, so, so that has become kind of a, a main fixture of our program. We we kind of have it around a few around um, three or four pillars, which are our segmentation offers. So that may be where we look at. Okay, this guest on average spends ten dollars. Okay, well we're going to send them an offer that's going to say spend twelve and and uh, we'll give you a free drink, for example. So we're trying to do things using the data. We're also doing our national days, which is days like National Lasagna Day, National Chicken Wing Day, um, and then we're also doing offers around our limited time offers. So we're giving franchisees um, the opportunity to say, I want to do everything. Or said, I kind of not sure. Maybe I just want to do this batch of offers. So um, we, we um, have found that that's kind of been a, a good option to give um, our franchisees some flexibility uh, and not kind of push and say you have to do everything. But uh, we recommend that, that franchisees do participate in everything. But one thing that we found was that I think a nice evolution of this program has been that we can use, um, in a, aside from just sending offers and adding offers to people's phones, we also want to promote the app to people who don't have, who don't have it. So what's been a, a, really good, um, a really good way of doing that has been when we get on these, um, uh, when we can promote these national day offers, they often will get picked up in, um, in the news and they'll be, um, you know, a publication will come out and say, hey, these are the top 20 deals for National Chicken Wing Day. And what we can do using Punch is instead of having, um, instead of setting offers that are only for existing guests, we've been creating these promo codes. So what we say to these, so what we say here is, um, for example, um, on National Lasagna Day, download the app, go into the app, there's a promo code section, and you can type in, lasagna day and that's going to unlock an offer in the app so so in, so there's a there's an uh, obvious benefit for the guests there that they're getting to redeem a great deal and for us we're also being able to uh, grow our loyalty database at the same time um so so that's been i think a really nice way we can leverage our loyalty program to uh, to grow it and get new guests in there okay great i know uh you have a, a you know unique approach to personalization of pasta uh, but personalization with regard to customer loyalty is a very important. So, you know, you have kind of the app approach and you have the, the customer loyalty approach. When you look at uh, you know, what's important with customer experience, driving personalization and kind of balancing technology, how, how does that all kind of play together? Because getting the right technology to personalize communications, content, benefits, rewards can be somewhat challenging. And, you know, how, how are you looking at not only personalization, but 
leveraging technology to make sure you get personalization right? Yeah, the the technology is there, and um, there are some some amazing ways we can use punch. Um, I think one of the limitations that we've seen is really um, it's just me running this program. You know, a million guests. Um, there's only so many so many hours in the day. I'm not I'm doing um, not just loyalty, but I'm also responsible for social media, our website, making sure that all the information about the restaurants is accurate online. Um, and um, I'm building the emails, I'm building the offers, I'm building the calendar. So it, I think that it, it gets difficult to, to get as segmented as I would like it, us to be. Um, and knowing that every single campaign needs to be set up with its own messaging, it needs to have you know an email or a push notification, in that message associated with it. Um, so there's definitely a lot more uh, room for improvement for us, but one of the um, one of the nice ways that we've really been able to personalize has, has uh, mainly revolved around the, our guests' average spend, recency, and frequency, which has allowed us to put them in, in um, kind of user profiles. So we, um, we can call what we've been referring to internally as our brand champions, our brand loyalists, our lapsed users, our, um, our inactive guests. So we've we've created these these buckets based on those three um, those three sets of criteria, and we've been able to message accordingly to those. So um, what we've been able to do is avoid discounting too much with our most active guests who may already be coming in anyway, or um, if we want to send out a survey, well and we wanted to hear from our most loyal guests who, who are using the program you know, most often, let's just send it to them and let's avoid sending it to our lapsed users. So, um, so they're, the, they're the main areas that we've um, segmented on and personalized, but I would like to kind of go further and further down this, kind of down here in terms of um, this guest only buys um, salads. So let's only, let's never send them anything about pasta. This guest, um, only ever buys, um, you know, has never bought dessert before. So let's, uh, let's um, you know, let's have messaging accordingly to that. Um, the tools are definitely there. It's just a case of, um, it's a case of, you know, finding the time to, to really create all these segments. And uh, uh, unfortunately, right now, it's kind of a one-man show. Understood. Uh, one-man show can be fun sometimes because you get to do what you want to do. Just make yeah. sure that uh, you're driving results and you're accountable because that uh, may not be as uh, fun for the one-man show. But you guys are doing a great job. Thanks a lot. When you look at uh, customers changing, there's been a lot of discussion uh, within the industry. You know, it's a big topic for our members. We meet with them once a week and we uh, take on different topics. Uh, customer evolution, customers changing is a, a big area. You know, they changed going into COVID, uh, changed going through COVID. Now they're kind of changing back from buying online, pick up in store, curbside, uh, more delivery options. How do you feel your customers are changing and how do you feel maybe those within the industry are changing? So for us, we, we were struggling with um, growing our online ordering business prior to, um, prior to COVID. And that was one area that we saw a huge, huge increase in. So we went from it being around 1% of our total sales closer to 5%. So from a percentage increase terms, you know, huge. Um, and I still think there's a lot of room for us to grow there. What we've seen is that our loyalty database 
they're, all, they're spending um, anywhere from around 30 to 50% of their orders are going through that channel. So we definitely know that if we can, that, that if we can grow our loyalty database, then we can get more orders going through our online platform. Uh, big benefit to that is um, the online guests are uh, typically spending more, um, they're more loyal. So, um, you know, I've really tried to focus on how can we improve the online ordering experience. One thing that we found, you know, during COVID was that more guests were ordering that way. Therefore, we saw more friction in the online ordering process when using our app. Um, guests who had previously only been redeeming orders in the restaurant, um, which was getting out your phone, hitting the button and showing it. Um, now we're having to do all of that themselves through the app, which to me was an easier process, but for the first time users um, and with a, you know, a whole wide ranging demographic that we have, um, it, was, uh, it was a challenge to get that education. So uh, ultimately what we've decided to do was we made some tweaks to the, uh, the wording in our offers to make it a bit clearer when you were when you were looking at the information to say, okay, this is what you have to do. Uh, but what we're actually about to do is we're about a month away from rolling out a new app update. And that's actually going to say, when you, when you see an offer, it's gonna have two options, which will be redeem in store, redeem online. So we're kind of even, we're trying to help them um, improve the kind of the experience with those online orders. Um, so that's definitely been a big change. And the other thing is we're um, the other thing we're building into our next version of our app is um, a better method for um, tracking on for tracking online advertising to attribute those downloads directly to um, those campaigns. So what we wanted to keep doing is a lot more um, app downloads ads, um, so we can keep growing our program and get more and more people in there. But what we found was unless we were doing it through Facebook or Google. Um, or um, recently with Apple, um, it's kind of like difficult to run those ads on other platforms. So for example, I see TikTok as a really big op uh, opportunity for us to grow our um, app user, user database. Um, and I think once we make this change, it'll be easier for us to run ads knowing that we're, this, this ad is converting and bringing in new, um, new users. Okay, great. And then the last question I have, you know, what can Loyalty360 do as an association for the industry to help you and your uh, organization, you know, in your customer loyalty journey? Um, so I think collaboration is, is key. Uh, I, I've attended conferences in the past and have really got a lot out of meeting my counterparts for other brands and just having those informal discussions, you know, at lunchtime or around the, you know, around the coffee station talking about what worked for you, you know, what didn't, how did you handle this issue? What technology are you using? So um, I, I personally found some of the most value in, in, in having some of those conversations. And, um, you know, often at the end of, at the, end of the um, conference, I'll have people reaching out to me and say, hey, can I, you know, can we set up a call and can I pick your brains about this? Because this is an issue that, you know, that I hear you had a year ago and we're finding the same thing now. What did you do? So I feel like if it was a more of a, a way to, to get those, to get those loyalty people together and have more of those conversations, um, either in person or virtually, I, I think that um, there'd be a lot of benefit to something like that. 
Okay, great. Yeah, we definitely have those and uh, get more information about those. But uh, yeah, thank you very much. I, I think you're right. The sharing best practices, what's working, what's not working, where you may be uh, versus another uh, restaurant or another C-store uh, is uh, pretty valuable. And I think especially as uh, people understand and focus on the value data uh, and, and build centers of excellence internally, it's definitely going to be a growing trend for sure. Yeah, I mean, and in the restaurant world, off, you know, it often is the case when I'm speaking with um, with other brands of a similar size, they only have, there's only one of them there, there's only, or one or two people. So I think that, um, you know, often when I'm at these conferences, there's, there's just one person who is also doing the same thing as I am. And I think just um, being able to have those conversations, we almost act as like, a, you know, as a team. And we help each other out because often we don't have, um, you know, those other resources to, to kind of lean on. Um, and, and the other thing is, you know, the technology really is so is there and it's so powerful, these tools. Um, but, you know, we don't know what we haven't tried yet. So if we can kind of speak with other people and, and, and learn about new offers or other ways of doing things, then um, I think there's a huge benefit to that, too. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much for taking the time to speak with us today, Will. It was uh, great getting to know Fazoli's again, learning a little bit more about what you guys are doing. And it sounds like you have a kind of a robust roadmap to focus on the customer and look forward to hearing more from you in the, in the coming years. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. We've got some exciting changes coming up um, coming up soon with um, with some new, some new offers and some restructuring. And um, I'd love to get back here and talk about how that went and... Uh, and hopefully share some of the successes there. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much for taking the time to talk today. And everyone else, thank you for taking the time to listen and uh, join us again for another edition of our Leaders and Customer Loyalty Series. Have a wonderful day.